Hi, this is the Through My Eyes podcast where I interview Japanese and Japanese American students here in Pittsburgh and the U.S. Today, I'm joined by Maya to share her experiences living cross-culturally between Japan and the States. Hello, Maya. My name is Erin, or you can call me Yuri. Um, so the first part of this interview, um, I'd like for you to introduce yourself. Like, where did you grow up? You know, like, how did you come to see you? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hi. So I'm studying materials and biomedical engineering at Carnegie Mellon. I'm currently a sophomore. Um, I went to, I was actually born in Chicago, but my parents moved around a lot. So I lived in Hong Kong until I was like 12. And then we moved to Japan and I went to middle school and high school here. Um, my mom's Japanese and my dad's American, so I'm also fluent in Japanese. Uh, should I talk about my campus activities? Or Yeah, for sure. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so yeah, once I got to Carnegie Mellon, I got a bit homesick, so I joined JSA and I'm the vice president now. Uh, JSA is a Japanese student association. I'm also part of activities board, if you're uh, like the student government organization, sort oh, of. Oh, AB. <laughs> yeah, AB. Yeah. And um, I'm also in a sorority, which I never thought I would join, but that's been kind of a nice social outlet as well. Yeah. So that's like just hearing, you know, from where you come from and like your parents. And so um, would you consider yourself like a hafu because you're was it your mom who was Japanese or? Yeah, my mom's Japanese. So I oh, definitely okay, okay. fall in the, in the hot bath <laughs> uh, or, or whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah. So how was that like, you know, growing so like uh, growing up so internationally, like you grew up in Hong Kong, right? Till you're 12 yeah. and then you moved to Chicago, yeah. right? Like, um, how was that like? <laughs> yeah, so I think... I didn't really have much of an impression of it in Hong Kong because mm. I actually went for uh, to elementary school um, uh-huh. in Hong Kong for Japanese expats. So I like learned Japanese and I was around Japanese people. So oh. I think it really depends on, I think a lot of people can relate to this, but it depends on who you're around. Like now that I'm in the U.S., I feel very Japanese and like sometimes I have cultural sho- culture shock. Uh-huh. But um, when I'm in Japan, I feel very Western because I also like... Mm get treated as a Westerner here because I don't look all that Japanese. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think I look pretty standard Asian, but in Japan, since it's such like, a <laughs> homogeneous race. Yeah, it, uh, for sure. Um, so it's kind of nice here. I know I have a lot of friends who are different mixes, like for example, mm-hmm. Japanese and African-American, and they get treated completely mm-hmm. differently as I do. So I think that's kind of an issue that Japan faces where um, they're not really used to foreigners and like international mm-hmm. people. So that's kind of something that I noticed. Um, Mm -hmm. Besides that, in the U.S., I think I'm pretty standard, except (laughs) that I'm not I'm not Asian American, I guess, because I grew up in Japan. So it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I noticed some like culture gaps even there, too, sometimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's interesting is that like in America, I'm sure there's people that perceive you as Asian American because they see you as a mixed person. Uh, But it's interesting that you Mm -hmm. identify as like mostly Japanese, uh, especially in the United States, uh, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Like, do you, why do you think um, that's how you formulated your self-identity to be more Japanese and like, just purely like a, a Japanese American? Yeah, huh. okay, that's difficult. <laughs> it, I think a lot of like subtle events that changed it as well. Like mm. uh, 
people would just say subtle comments like, oh, this, like, I don't, I've never seen someone in the U.S. do this. I can't think mm -hmm. of, like, a specific reason, but even just the food I eat, some mm -hmm. Japanese American people I know don't speak Japanese, so when we meet, it's like, oh, you're Japanese as well, and, like, I, <laughs> I've stopped trying to yeah. speak Japanese to random people, I'm assuming. <laughs> um, what else happens? I think, I guess I'm a lot less Americanized, which, like, I'm getting there a little bit right now, but uh -huh. a lot of things are foreign to me, like, um tipping culture I had no clue what to do with that uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah or like I'm just not that big into American sports and that's like a big thing that people mm -hmm. are into so I just think I don't ad identify as American as much mm -hmm. just because I haven't lived there for too long which is the main split mm -hmm. for sure so like even like when you were growing up in Hong Kong like did you always have like a strong connection to Japan like when you were in Hong Kong growing up like were you like yes, I'm a Japanese person and I'm not going to try to like conform to like being a, like a Hong Kong person. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, how, how was that like? Yeah, I'd say I definitely was less like integrated into Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. And I think a big part of it has to do with language. I went to, when I went to the international high school in Japan, a lot of my friends couldn't speak Japanese and they had really different experiences from me as well. Right. I think language is a really key point because my elementary school, they didn't try to teach me um, Cantonese and Mandarin and I never really picked really? it up. So kinda, Interesting. Yeah, it's really hard <laughs> to go to like very local restaurants or like get around without yeah. being able to speak it, even though they're mm -hmm. still really good at speaking English. So but I'm sure it was fun. easier. I'm sure it was easier as a kid. Like as a kid, you're not expected to like go around no. by yourself. I like my parents <laughs> so much that they didn't teach me Cantonese while my brain oh was my like gosh. a little sponge. It was like, <laughs> such a nice skill to have, especially when like this yeah. age in college. Uh -huh. <laughs> But, you know, at least you grew up, like, speaking like, uh, Japanese. Like, that's such a pivotal skill. I, um, like, I spoke with Joey, and I think he speaks Japanese as well. And, like, I'm, I'm Korean, so, like, I'm interviewing you guys, and, like, it's such, like, I'm jealous, you know? <laughs> I didn't grow up speaking Korean, and I wish I did, because if I did, I feel like language is such a pivotal connection to your culture. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I personally, um, I think, identify more with my American side. Like, even though I'm fully Korean, I grew up completely in, in the States, and I feel more American than, like, Korean. And it's mm -hmm. so yeah. sad, but language is such a pivotal connection, I feel like, but I'm, I'm, I'm working on it, you know, I gotta yeah. download those, those, uh, language apps on my phone, but I think it's really, I, nice. yeah, it does make me feel a lot more connected, yeah, but um, there are a lot of J people in JSA who don't speak Japanese as well, and actually, mm -hmm. I went to the same high school as Joey, which is probably why, like, really, yeah. <laughs> but like, anyone I'm... you speak to who used to live uh -huh. in Japan, I probably know them from some connection, for sure, um, it's, I bet it's, like, a tight community, yeah but yeah so I think JSA is pretty interesting because it's like a mix of maybe more Japanese American people and then like mm. Japanese coming to America people and then mm. they're like completely we have a lot of Taiwanese people really um, interesting we have some Chinese and Korean people and then a lot of white people because anime <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean so like you said before, like every time you come to the States, you feel a lot more Japanese. So is that why you wanted to join JSA when you first came to CMU? Like you just, 
like what was your primary motive like intention to join GSA? Yeah uh so my personality I'm really adverse to change like I absolutely Mm -hmm. hate relocating and traveling and like it's just really stressful (laughs) for me so my main goal getting to CMU was like okay yes I'm gonna build a community um Mm -hmm. and I already knew the like there was an upperclassman from my high school who was in JSA and he Mm -hmm. asked me to come to a couple of events and I was like yeah okay I feel qualified (laughs) to be in this club and run for positions and things yeah um and I think I guess same goes for Tridalt where I wanted to just like get assimilated and get Mm -hmm. to know people um but yeah joining JSA was interesting because it wasn't exactly (laughs) what I thought it would be because as you're probably aware the Japanese presence on C- in CMU is a lot smaller than other cultures. Mm-hmm. I um, figured, yeah. Yeah, so the club is a lot <laughs> different than like ASA or all those other clubs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so interesting to hear that because, but I also was, I was like assuming that uh, from my observations, but I never really understood maybe why the Japanese population and even like just the cultural presence in CMU and also Pittsburgh is lower than other um, cultures like do you know why (laughs) yeah definitely yeah um so like around my mom's age and then my mom went to the U.S. as well it was a lot more like get out there and go to different countries learn English but since Japan's a very convenient country um Mm. I've actually heard there was like a big news article where people didn't want to go travel anymore because other countries don't have the Japanese you know like the automatic toilets like the washlets that clean your <laughs> um, yeah the bidets like that, where it's really convenient here especially in Tokyo because you can take public transport everywhere um anywhere you are in Tokyo you're like within a five minute walk from a convenience mm-hmm. store that has everything um everyone's really polite and crime rates are like relatively low mm-hmm. so I think it's really easy to get in this bubble especially because a lot of people can't speak English Mm-hmm. So it's just a big barrier to go to a foreign university mm-hmm. and study four years there. We do have an exchange program with one of like the really good schools in Japan. And mm-hmm. we get two students um, coming to like JSA a year. But still, that's like two students from the whole Japan coming. So, Wait, so how did you end up in CMU? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. That's actually a really good <laughs> Did you always want to, did you always want to go to an American school for college or did you want to go to university in Tokyo maybe? Yeah, I considered it, but the big difficult thing is, that's kind of funny because we were talking about language, <laughs> but I can speak Japanese, I can read it and all that, but it's a really complicated language to learn because like you probably know we have three different kinds of ways to write and like characters and all that. Um, so it's a really difficult language to keep up with if you're not like constantly learning it throughout high school. Mm. So Mm -hmm. I was learning in English in high school and I had Japanese classes, but I'm not like quite up there with other people my age, obviously. Right, right. So if I go to university in Japan, I would have to go into like the foreign student program and that kind of narrows down what I can study. For sure. Um, I also, my parents really encouraged me to go to the U.S. because they're like, well, you've experienced Asia. (laughs) for like 15 years, it's kind of time right. to go to a different country and see which one you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as for Carnegie Mellon, I have a lot of American family in the East Coast and oh. it just kind of lined up that way where I was like, oh, I like materials engineering. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of niche. I don't know anyone else that's doing it. Look, uh-huh. Carnegie Mellon's like the only university <laughs> around there. Seriously, I know. <laughs> so well, interesting. Yeah, how you came to Pittsburgh. like. <laughs> Such an interesting, crazy story. I, I mean, 
<laughs> I mean, given the like low, so I've never heard um, anyone say like how Japan, like in your mom's like generation, like they kind of had this notion, like, why should we leave this bubble when we have everything here in Japan, which is very true, very true. <laughs> like Japan is so much more advanced and in, in, in a lot of ways than US is. Um, but yeah. um, like given the low representation of like Japanese culture um, in Pittsburgh, but also like just in general in the States, I feel like, um, I, I would see how it's a lot more difficult on you as like the VP and like just JSA people on CMU's campus to like, you know, try to expand that kind of Japanese presence on CMU's campus. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you find like it's difficult or do you find that more and more Japanese students are um, coming to JSA and like you can see Japanese culture like spreading? Or is it still difficult? <laughs> yeah, um, this is going to get me into a whole thing. <laughs> uh, basically, uh -huh. I think the main issue that JSA has is that it, there's a big divide between Japanese speakers, I guess, and non-Japanese mm. speakers, which obviously mm. happens, and it is a s small club. So it's very easy to communicate with a non-Japanese speaker, so like people who aren't you know, more aware of Japanese culture, the main thing is anime. Like they love anime. <laughs> um, that's a big part of like Japanese pop culture. That's easy to right. reel people in. But obviously we don't really want to just like hold anime events, even though the attendance mm -hmm. would be amazing. Um, so I guess the big thing we're trying to do right now is maybe shift slightly away from like strict cultural things or like, oh, we're gonna go look at the cherry blossoms and learn about the history, which is kind of a snooze yeah. fest. Um, and just kind of like, maybe share Japanese food and have more social events and so move more mm. from like a strictly cultural organization, which is kind of exclusive right. to a social organization where a lot more people from CMU can participate. Um, so yeah, I think that's the main issue that we've talked about on exec a lot is that there's a mm -hmm. split between people who are really involved in JSA and aware of Japanese culture and like putting in the effort versus it's really hard for people who aren't as aware to mm like get to know things right now. I agree. Like I I totally like support that whole shift towards more of like a social organization. I feel like converting more into a social organization will open your doors to a lot more people and like you would find students that like you didn't even know were Japanese or half Japanese, but like mm -hmm. they probably thought JSA was more of like, you know, that cultural organization where maybe some of them felt like they didn't need to be part of because you know I can look at the cherry blossoms my <laughs> my own time you know um but yeah like I totally support that shift and um that would be really cool I think like seeing this um to a broader scope and like from you as a Japanese person and your perspective um you know staying in the states for some time especially for college like do you think that the Japanese community in the United States, um, do you guys feel like you have a lower representation being part of the Asian community in the United States? Or um, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, I think it's difficult for me to say because I've only mm -hmm. experienced US, the US basically in like the Carnegie Mellon aspect, right, where obviously right. representation's low. Mm -hmm. um, 
I do think if you go to the right places, there will be people. But again, it's like the like very concentrated, maybe in like California or like New York and Boston, Japanese right. people in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so probably yeah, a little bit less represented, but maybe not culturally, just because a lot of people take interest in Japanese culture. Mm. Um, they really like the food, like the food's great. They love the anime again. <laughs> um, so I really do think that people are interested in Japanese culture, but mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a little bit mess- misrepresented or mm. like the, I don't know, like the uwu culture. Yeah. <laughs> it's not quite what it actually is. Uh-huh. But I feel like that's kind of something that happens when like culture spreads either way. Yeah. I mean, what do you think non-Japanese need to do or like understand in order to accurately have a, have an accurate representation of like Japanese culture. I know that like for non-Japanese, it's very easy to fall into the anime culture or the kawaii culture, you know, like the the surface level Mm -hmm. of Japanese culture. There's so much more to give uh, from your culture. So what do you think that non-Japanese people need to do to Mm. have a more accurate understanding? I think Again, this could be hard, but like find a <laughs> Japanese friend on campus yeah. and like everyone's really happy to help you and like share food and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have a friend, you can ask the slightly more, you know, borderline or slightly offensive questions as well if you're just close <laughs> to them because, you know, it's just ignorance and you're not really aware of it. Absolutely. Um, and another thing is, I know that, you know, this is a bit privileged, not everyone has the money, but if you have the chance to, you should just go to Japan for a bit. Because I had the same thing where like I went to the U.S. every summer and it wasn't like I was kind of shielded by my family. I didn't really experience anything. And I was like, okay, this is the U.S. And then I actually come to the U.S. Mm -hmm. on my own and it's completely different. Completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that for different countries as well if you're um, interviewing people from other cultural backgrounds. But Mm -hmm. I really think you have to go to the country. For sure. I mean, what is that huge like difference when you finally moved to the States, like on your own? Like what, what hit you differently? The main thing, I'm going to sound like such a <laughs> but uh, it's like the main thing that I struggled with, mm-hmm. like besides all the stuff, like, oh, the food's different, like there's no public <laughs> transportation and like yeah. all that is, but stuff like that. Um, it's a big culture in Japan too. Uh, like you think as a group, I think that's big in Asia. Uh, you Mm -hmm. don't focus on the individual you're looking around so when I'm in Japan a lot of people kind of like if I'm at a restaurant and it looks like I need water or actually no Mm -hmm. that happens in the U.S. as well (laughs) basically social cues there's a word in Japan Mm -hmm. that's like kukyo you'll move read the room read the air Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a big way that people live here you kind of read what other people want from you and you try to Mm -hmm. fulfill that role and going to the U.S. it was like very freeing because nobody expects mm. me to do that as well mm. as a bit tiring because I realized I had to actually ask people for help right be a bit more assertive mm-hmm. um so that was a big thing but I'm really enjoying it right now <laughs> <laughs> well I mean what are the things that you also enjoy being in the states um I'd say I have a lot more freedom in mm. Japan it's really common to live with your parents until you're like until you have to move to a different prefecture or if you're getting mm-hmm. married or it's just very common to live with your parents when you're older mm-hmm. so living alone and like that being normal was really big um another thing that i like 
I know there are a lot of things I like. I just can't <laughs> it may just be college culture. I guess the college experience, you don't get as much of it in Japan. It's just like you go there to learn, uh-huh. obviously. But in the US, I'm really enjoying being there and being in a lot of clubs, which I wouldn't really be able to do mm-hmm. at a Japanese university.、Mm-hmm. So I think socially, I'm enjoying it a lot more in the US, because、mm-hmm. especially because everyone's so inclusive. They're like, oh, I'm sure. No, you're half Japanese, whatever, come do this. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I can fall into the hole of like, oh my God. You speak English and you went to the US. I don't know what that's like. Or, like,、yeah. you obviously wouldn't know Japanese TV or, like, you know, just slight ignorant things because I look a bit、uh-huh. foreign. For sure. I mean, I, I'm curious, like, what, what is it like to be a college student in Japan? You know, like, obviously it's like less diverse there because it's more of a homogenous country, but, you know, Japan has its own social culture and things, and, you know, it's not like westernized. In all the ways. So, like, how is that like? Yeah.、Uh, so, first of all, it's a lot cheaper, especially if you go <laughs> into、sure. like, a better university, then the government、mm-hmm. pays for a lot of it.、Um, and then, second, is if you're going to university close to you, it's really common to live with your parents. Sometimes, if not, you live in a dorm, but like, it's not, there's no dorm culture basically. You find an apartment by yourself.、Mm-hmm. So, that's not a thing.、Um, and The thing that a lot of people in my high school said is Japanese colleges are hard to, get, hard to get into, but easy to stay in. You can do the bare minimum, and nobody really cares about your, you know, like, really? If you graduate, you're kind of set once you get into the college. Versus in the US, you know, you get in, it's like, it's yeah, still it's really not a guarantee. Work after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>、um, so then a lot of Japanese students kind of skate by a bit more.、Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is if you join a club in Japan, you usually commit to it. So, like, it's one club for your, you may switch around a bit, but it's usually one club at a time and you get really immersed in it and you have like all these field trips and stuff and you have、mm-hmm. all those relationships, but that's it. And then in the US, you can kind of like dip your toes in different clubs. Interesting.、So. Yeah. Wow. Like, that's, it's like literally the complete opposite of everything that an American <laughs> university is. Like, wow. So, like, if you're a Japanese, like, college student,、um, like, so you go to college and then you're pretty much guaranteed a job. Is that how it is? Or, yeah. Well, okay. So, first to get into college, you have to take a standardized test, like the SAT.、Yeah. But,、yeah. There's no like application besides that. You take the test, you get like a mark on your exam, and that kind of like more or less you can shoot your shot for the higher universities, but that's、mm-hmm. kind of it. You can get recommendations as well versus、mm-hmm. US colleges, they really value your extracurriculars and stuff in high yeah. school. Yeah. So the US is a lot more diverse in that sense.、Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of forgot what your question was. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I was like, are you pretty much guaranteed a job、oh, like, right. in college? Yeah. So, <laughs> Once you meet that kind of like good mark and you're in a good university, you're basically、yeah. guaranteed a good job. Wow.、Um, Interesting. Because there's kind of the mindset in Japan of like, you know, one, like all, everybody for one. So、mm-hmm. it goes through the same thing for、um, companies as well. In the US, it's really common to like change your career and you like go to different jobs every couple、right. of years.、Yeah. It's not really true in Japan. You like choose a company that you really like and they really take care of you. So, like, the positive is that. Like, they won't fire you out of the blue, or it's very stable, and you get a lot、mm. of attention from your seniors.、Mm. But the negative is that you can't like hop around and look for different careers as easily. Yeah, for sure.、So、I guess there's that really big culture of like, choose it, stick to it, we'll take care of you, but you can't、it's, really change. Yeah, like, like your company is like your family, and it's、yeah. pretty much like 
you get in and it's like they kind of expect you to do like a life commitment um i don't know how realistic that is for a lot of people yeah um, but wow i i always like knew on like i always knew that japanese corporate culture is extreme and you know you can't just hop around different companies so do you and your peers that are like getting jobs in japan like are they do they enjoy the the work culture there or do you find them like moving to foreign countries to work because they can't like work in yeah. japan um it really depends because my parents didn't have the typical japanese experience um mm. my dad is a university professor here now but he sort of entered you know as a foreigner so he doesn't really experience oh. the exact like japanese culture because you know mm -hmm. they see them in this foreign mm -hmm. my mom didn't is very headstrong um very like charismatic outgoing like going to different mm -hmm. countries and stuff which doesn't really fit the work style in japan so she yeah. worked in the u.s for a bit and all that so she didn't mm -hmm. really get the typical japanese experience as well mm -hmm. their opinion is that the best scenario for me would be to work for a big um, u.s company and get placed yeah. as an expat in japan because then you're in a different right. category as like right. an expat you differently um versus there's still a lot of trouble with women in the workforce and especially mm -hmm. like women who are foreign so mm -hmm. i think that's definitely something they need to address yeah i mean do you see any like changes in the in japanese workforce now like that you can see would change in the future like especially yeah. for women definitely um mm -hmm. the big thing that you're probably aware of is that japan has like the upside down triangle where we're having less kids every year mm -hmm. um and it's like a big problem and the main reason is that women didn't really get like women are expected to work and also take care of the house because it was a little mm -hmm. bit less equal um so you, you don't really get as much parental leave i'm pretty sure or you try to enter your kid into preschool and it's all full because there aren't enough preschools for the area so you have to take care of your kid while working and it just wasn't what? really feasible for women. oh yeah. my god <laughs> so a lot of the governmental policies right now are actually increased preschools and that's like a really popular one right now mm -hmm. Um, so I think those two are really interlinked because Japanese women are getting treated better in work and they want to go to like higher positions and everything's mm -hmm. changing a lot. But on the other hand, because they're advancing in their career, these other problems arise where we can't have as many kids because who can handle having a full-time job and having a kid? Yeah. I mean, yeah. are they like at least ramping up their like paid pregnancy leave? <laughs> yeah. I hope. Um, actually, okay. if you go to certain areas in Japan, they treat you so freaking well because mm. um, a lot of areas only have like old people, mostly above like 60 years old, if you go to like a little bit outside of Tokyo <laughs> into the yeah. suburb region. So they uh -huh. encourage you to like move there. And you know, like they pay for a lot of your hospitalization fees. Wow. I think elementary school and middle school is already free for everyone. Mm -hmm. So they're really ramping it up. Wow. I mean... <laughs> dang that's kind of tempting <laughs> there's so many perks there like u.s could never oh <laughs> uh, yeah if i ever have a kid i want to come back here for a little bit and then i'll go yeah. back to the I, yeah I, that's what i'm thinking like maybe it's best to like work in the u.s you know get your benefits but then like move back to japan when you like decide to yeah have a kid that's exactly what i'm thinking like, the start <laughs> the beginning of yeah. my career like all the exciting uh -huh. parts you know where i want to advance in the career i think yeah. the u.s would be a lot more fun but Japan is a lot more stable. 
Yeah, and like I would see how since you already like identify more personally with your Japanese side, of course you would want to settle down in Japan and like yeah, you know, raise a family there. You know, yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> maybe, <I don't> <laughs> or you we'll don't see. have to raise a family. You can just like you know grow old in Japan, live your <laughs> no, life. I, uh, yeah, I mean, either way, I'd really like to have kids, but we'll see how it works out. Yeah, um, yeah, but then oh. Another issue to add to your play is that Japan doesn't allow dual citizenship, technically. So I'm going to have to pick yeah. one at one point or another. Mm -hmm. um, you can technically kind of like keep it a little bit for a couple of years without telling them. But yeah, that's another thing I'd really like them to fix. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you think that's also a factor to why there's not a lot of like Japanese like rep representation in the United States as compared to like other races, um, like Chinese communities um, in the US because like there's those blocks, like you can't have dual citizenship in Japan. You have to choose one or another. So like, that's why, you know, Japanese people are like, then I might as well just stay in Japan, you know, <laughs> why move? Yeah. I think that's a note that we've been touching upon a bit is that Japan really like takes care of you and has good mm -hmm. governmental policies and you know mm -hmm. very safe very um liberal in some senses but mm -hmm. it kind of comes with the price of less freedom mm -hmm. um so because it's so safe people don't really want to go abroad like when you go to the U.S. there are all these complications like which one are you going to give up and then a lot of people mm -hmm. have problems with the work culture especially women I know a lot of girls in JSA talk about their moms leaving Japan to come to the U.S. because they mm -hmm. didn't like working in Japan. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's a big theme is that it's really, really convenient, but it's a lot of like, choose us and we'll take care of you. Right. Um, if not, yeah. Mm -hmm. But what about the Japanese kids that are in the U.S., like either studying um, in college and like they see how like, you know, most most of their parents are in Japan and their families are in Japan. And it's almost like, you know, it's harder to find a Japanese community in the United States. And do you, do your peers at CMU and just in America in general, like, do they just wish that there was a bigger presence mm -hmm. of Japanese people? Or do they not really mind because their intention is just to go back to Japan? anyways <laughs> so i actually don't know that many people who have dual citizenship or have mm -hmm. lived in japan before um i think there's a pretty big divide for a lot of people i know from california they have pretty good communities there you know they have like mm -hmm. japanese language schools and really built up connections so they don't really feel that versus i know some people from more like rural areas in the U.S. where they were the only Asian kid in the town yeah. um, and I, I know like they seem to want more of a connection which obviously makes sense mm -hmm. um, so yeah I think the main thing is that like Japanese people aren't everywhere so it really depends on where you settle down mm -hmm. um, and I know a couple of people who are actually like born in the U.S. raised in the U.S. only visited Japan a couple of times but they want to like work here and come here and do things mm -hmm. which um is probably a reflection of not too much representation growing up, so just wanting to experience it as a whole. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Do you think, like, it from your perspective, like, Japan will slowly not become a homogenous country and, like, slowly become more diverse 
Do you think, do you see that happening or no? Yeah, that's a big crossroad that people are at right now because we don't have enough people to take care of the elderly. So we're trying to get like robots to take care of people. We're slowly letting in. Yeah. For the elderly. I know. It's a big issue. Nursing homes. No one wants to work there. Oh my God. Um, Uh Take a sip of water. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. So I see a lot of more Southeast Asian people coming to Japan to do Uh um, like basically similar to what's happening in the U.S. where a lot Mm -hmm. of the work is getting redistributed a bit. Mm -hmm. But I do see a lot of backlash because it's so homogeneous. And a lot of the people that come here, it's like one person sets a bad example and then the whole race gets kind of Mm, bash. Yeah. yeah yeah which happens anywhere but I think it's facing those problems I really don't yeah. know which way it's gonna go though so mm-hmm. like one way is just completely robots no people oh my god like I I can't even imagine like just being like taken care of by a robot and just not having that human interaction like I think that's just yeah. so depressing yeah I think it really depends on the person I think I yeah. also Japanese people treat a lot of things is like pets or people so they had like robot dogs oh. for people who couldn't have any cats or dogs which was really popular mm-hmm. a while ago and everyone would like name their robot they would hold funerals for their robot wow yeah oh my god i've never heard that going that route but um wow. seeing as more foreign people are coming in i would really like to see more representation there are a lot more Asian people on TV right now, which is kind of mm-hmm. nice to see. Um, but it's still at the stage where they're treated as kind of like the token Asian, the token foreigner um, <laughs> on a TV show. Right. So I don't know if I'll be able to see that big mm-hmm. of a progress in my lifetime, to be honest. Wow, that's very interesting. It's kind of like you're like you're like in the middle. You wish that there was more like Asian or like diversity representation in Japan but also like your time in the U.S. um, like I bet there's a part of you who like wishes there's more of like a Japanese presence in the U.S. so it's like that's like a huge crossroad. I know (laughs) not a midlife but a college crisis right now where I'm like where am I gonna work (laughs) here I don't know what I'm doing. I bet like seriously every college student including myself like we have some sort of quarter life crisis <laughs> going yeah. on it just it's so annoying i don't like going through it yeah i mean what what do you see as like what would give you peace for this kind of dichotomy you're in you know mm. i think a big thing for me, I'm an only child, which is mm. like, you know, very parents focused. They're probably going to settle down in Japan. So mm. I can't imagine a future where I'm not coming to Japan every no- once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think, oh, wait, I don't want to open another thing, but, um, <laughs> Go ahead. but basically like, there's also, again, with the sexist thing, I don't know if I would get along with a Japanese guy as well. If I were to marry them, I feel like I would get along with an American person a bit better, or at least like Japanese American or Asian American in terms of like values and my personality and what I believe in, Uh Um, which is a big stereotype, of course, but like traditionally speaking. I mean, can you go into that more? That's very (laughs) interesting. Like what, what, what are the values that you think that a Japanese guy has compared to an American guy? Yeah, um, 
there's even a word for it right now where Japanese guys are becoming herbivores, which is like the big term, where they're <laughs> not as interested in like in pursuing a relationship or being assertive mm-hmm. towards people. I think the whole Japanese race as a whole is pretty passive. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the relationships that I see here are a little bit more passive as well, where the guy is a bit like more laid back, more feminine, which is a really mm-hmm. good thing. But they also kind of expect um, similar things from a woman where mm-hmm. someone like me, who's a little bit more like, I'm pretty outspoken. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of loud <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I kind of like, my dad's Western. So I kind of expect the Western treatment of like, mm. he gets my mom flowers every now and then he buys her like cake and all that kind of stuff. Right. It doesn't happen as much in Japanese couples. Uh-huh. Um, so I think there's maybe like a culture of how they show affection is a little bit different versus, yeah, I think it's mostly that I don't think Japanese guys would want me as much. <laughs> want a Japanese girl who can relate to things because they're less adventurous, like herbivores. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to like, take the adventure of a slightly more western person maybe i mean i'm sure it still exists like i'm sure there's japanese guys who are more attracted to like more westernized girls i'm sure like yourself but you know you just don't see it as much on the street so of course like you would yeah have this idea like yeah yeah i think it's just a lot easier to meet a guy that i get along with in the u.s than Mm. it is in japan like i have a lot of japanese guy friends they're all great but like Mm. I get along a lot more with someone who's a bit more global. Mm. Oh, that's it. I think it's hard. (laughs) The threshold to finding someone who's a bit more global and understands other cultures in Japan, it's a lot harder than in the U.S. Yeah, I I mean, it's a bit more global. For sure. Like, America is built on being a melting pot. So, like, from Mm -hmm. the start, like, pretty much anyone you can meet on the street, like, they come from like diverse cultures but like in japan it was built on being in a homogenous country and of course like all of these japanese kids you know they've probably never really met a foreigner you know yeah and so yeah. i could totally see that happening. yeah i think that's pretty big or maybe like if i talk to a japanese guy i often see them like placing me in a box of like they ask me a lot of questions about being in the U.S. and like, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of turns into being my whole personality as the foreigner mm-hmm. versus um, like my current boyfriend in the U.S. We talk a lot about like Japanese stuff because he doesn't really know about Japan, mm-hmm. but because he's been to like multiple countries and he's really open to like, he's never had boba before, which is atrocious, but <laughs> we went together and it's just kind of a lot more easier to have a personality outside of being Japanese with them. Interesting. Yeah. So like, dating someone in the states like the the part that you enjoy is being seen more as japanese right is that what you're saying (laughs) yeah or okay well um i guess like having a personality outside of being japanese yeah and like being yeah yeah. because like in japan in japan they solely see your personality as like being a foreigner like, yeah, which I'm definitely stereotyping because I don't have that <laughs> much interaction with like more pure Japanese people because I uh-huh. went to like an international school and all that. So it really depends. But I just think it's a lot of extra effort to like meet, go and meet someone because all, all, all the people I know here are like somewhat westernized. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just a lot hard, like more effort from me and from them. I know. <laughs> like, oh, like get past the phase of like how oh, she's a bit foreign and then start talking yeah. about 
I totally, yeah, you don't have to explain more. Like, I totally understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what are things that you do enjoy about Japanese culture? Like, do you watch Japanese anime? Um, yeah. Uh, I watch I watch a decent amount of Japanese anime. I really like mm -hmm. to keep up with um, the YouTubers in Japan. I kind of relate mm -hmm. to them a little bit more in sense of um, how I interact with other people because I get a little mm -hmm. bit tired in the U.S. sometimes because <laughs> I'm still learning how to interact with people in a more American way. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice to see them kind of like the core Japanese values that people kind of mm -hmm. show on YouTube and show mm -hmm. them being like a bit more sensitive for certain topics or like liking certain foods and stuff like that mm -hmm. um i really value my friends in jsa because we can go like make food mm -hmm. together which is really big yeah. for me yeah and yeah i think just a big part i really like japan i grew up here like i'm really used to i'm buddhist so i kind of like the shrines here i just feel a bit mm -hmm. more okay. at home with japanese culture <laughs> do you think that like anime in japan um, because the culture is so globally popular, do you think it's sort of an accurate representation of like Japanese social behavior? Um, like to you, when you watch with your non-Japanese peers or friends, like what's another like big thing that stands out to them about watching anime that like gets them more understanding of Japanese culture? Is it like, for example, seniority? in anime like i know that seniority is a big thing in japan um where you like have to respect your elders and like in very different like social contexts like there's seniority in practically everything right and so that's like an example that could be like pretty outstanding to a non-japanese viewer is there another big one that stands out to them mm. This, I say this in like a non, like a not bad way, but a lot mm. of Japanese characters are placed into tropes, right? Like um, mm. they're there to serve a certain purpose as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's kind of how Japanese people see themselves sometimes. I was like, mm. this sounds negative, but like a cog in a big machine. And I kind of enjoy it because it, it means that like I'm a cog, but I also have support from all these other people. And I kind of enjoy mm having a purpose and knowing that I'm like contributing to something a little bit bigger. Mm. So I think that's really represented and well represented in some anime. Um, I'm mm. not just talking about like, you know, cute girl tropes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there's a teacher and there's a student and inside the students, there's usually like the class representative and there's like the goofy person. It's like really right. like sticking onto it. Uh -huh. um, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> Wait, so you enjoy being part of like a bigger like self yeah right? I think I feel mm -hmm. a lot more connected knowing that I have the support from other people mm -hmm. um versus in the U.S. sometimes where I have to like decide everything myself yeah. uh, <laughs> the big thing that I have like I'm moving in August to a new house and mm -hmm. I was disassembling all my furniture by myself um mm -hmm. to move it and then it did not occur to me to ask other people for help <laughs> or like my friends for help even though they would have completely been willing to right. do it so oh. I think that's kind of like a big difference where there's indio culture in Japan where you like hesitate to ask for help you mm. just try to do everything for yourself and other people naturally um, mm. try to guess what your needs are and help you mm. so that's kind of a big thing um, mm. that I struggle with in the U.S. whereas like in Japan if I'm a cog in like this big thing it's right. not like a big issue 
That's so interesting. Like the Japanese culture versus more of an American culture where, you know, it's J- Japanese culture. You don't have to be as outspoken for your needs. You yeah, expect it's people to get it. almost as rude if you're really outspoken because you're really? not Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I feel like American culture stresses, like you need to verbalize your needs or else like people are just not going to get it. Like, <laughs> wow. That's so yeah. interesting. I guess, oh, wait, there are too many things to talk about. <laughs> Just very quickly. One thing, yeah. again, that I noticed in the U.S. is that people ask me about my opinions a lot, whether it comes to, like, mm-hmm. politics or, like, anything. They mm-hmm. expect me to have an opinion on it mm-hmm. um, versus the more of a Japanese mindset is, like, you don't have opinions on things you're not fully educated on. Mm-hmm. So it's completely fine to not have an opinion on, like, which political candidate you prefer because you don't know which one's better. And, you know, they would just hand you a book and say, okay, go learn it. And then you'll come up with an opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I enjoy more in Japan, where I feel less pressure to be one or the other. It's perfectly okay to be in the middle. Mm-hmm. Versus in the U.S., they really stress, like, you, ha- you have all these opinions and, like, this defines you. And right. um, it's a lot of that. Yeah, I can totally agree how, like, opinion culture is stronger in America. And mm-hmm. for a lot of things, like, people use your opinions to make a like judgment about you about you as a person Uh, yeah I totally get that and like Japan they stress more of like are you knowledgeable about this topic are you (laughs) to even like say that opinion so very interesting I'd never thought about that that (laughs) you know that's interesting anyways let's see if I have any other questions um, I guess, like, lastly, my, my last question, like, how do you think that you contribute to Japanese culture in the U.S., like, besides JSA? Hmm. It doesn't have to be, like, <laughs> uh, you, you can say, like, no, I don't really. Yeah. Um, I think it's a bit, like, boisterous of me to say. <laughs> but I think it's just a lot of people don't have, um, besides, like, you know, food and all that, it's kind of easy mm-hmm. to do that. I think a lot of people don't have Japanese friends as much so since I have maybe a bit more of a stereotypical Japanese personality sometimes Mm -hmm. where um, I enjoy my alone time a little bit more like Mm -hmm. I have trouble asking for help but I'm pretty good at assuming other people's needs like I can tell if a friend is upset pretty immediately Mm -hmm. Um, I think just interacting with personality types like mine is a new experience for them I -hmm. say this as if I'm like a complete unique snowflake no, 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 no. Like I totally understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. yeah. And then I guess other things of just like, even though I act more stereotypically Japanese, I'm kind of, mm-hmm. I morph into my American personality more where I'm in, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I can be like, okay, you guys have never had sushi. I'm going to drag you here. So I think that's my mini contribution just being there (laughs) yeah just like putting yourself out there and trying to like get people um into your culture yeah amazing thank you so much Mia like this was such a wonderful conversation like you you are so generous in everything like your time and like thank you so much for wanting to like talk about so many things (laughs) thank you for wanting to talk to me I've never had anyone reach out to me about like Japanese stuff so it's kind of cool are you doing specifically (laughs) Japan or are you doing like all of Asia like different cultures 
You know, I was like kind of thinking about that. Like, so I wanted to start with Japanese culture because I just feel like there's not enough conversations about mm. uh, just Japanese people in general. I, I like from my observation, mm -hmm. you know, um, I feel like I can kind of say that because I'm Asian as well. And I just don't really hear a lot of like, you know, conversations from Japanese people as well and you know everything and that's why I wanted to base my project on this community but I was thinking should I talk to other communities <laughs> I don't know I it would be interesting well, yeah I mean I don't want to make your project too broad but I'm, I'm guessing yeah. a lot of the things that I've said relates to Korean standards where I was talking to my friend and she was saying oh yeah like in Korea we also don't use um, like he she sometimes we just say like mm. the action we're doing and stuff which I'm not aware of the um, language but I think the big thing versus Asia and the U.S. where the U.S. Yeah. is very individual and the Asia's group mm. I think that's kind of like a nice thing to zone in on <laughs> absolutely like I completely agree with that like Japan and Korea especially have so much overlaps yeah like my grandma grew up in Japan <laughs> so oh. there's I'm pretty sure there's some Japanese blood in me too, but um, yeah, like I completely agree that Korea as well is a lot more like group focused and like compared to America where it's a lot more individualized. But of course, I feel like Korean culture and Japanese culture is so different in so many ways where I feel like, I guess to my observations, Japanese people are a lot more thoughtful and like aware of their social surroundings and they're a lot more respectful <laughs> I, I feel like Korean culture is a lot more like obviously more westernized because I think they I think they were, were, were they historically a democracy before Japan um no 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 I know I don't think that's no, accurate <laughs> Wait, Japan, are we a democracy oh fuck are we a democracy I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah, but Japan I, was also like a close country for a hot second uh, where nobody yeah. could clear out like a hotbed uh -huh. for stuff. So it really shows like I guess good and bad. You say like <laughs> respectful and thoughtful. Sometimes yeah. I think it's more like scared of new things. <laughs> <laughs> In another way. Yeah. You know, I think I think I take it back. I think Japan was a democracy before Korea. Because like I think that US official came to Japan like in the late 1800s early 1900s and like did that and then and then Korea for the long time was like colonized or a commun a communist country I think and then like in the 70s or 60s it became a democracy I think I don't know <laughs> I should know this but I don't <laughs> this is terrible but yeah. okay but I hope your project doesn't get like too broad because also like when we're talking there's so many yeah. other things that I'm thinking about like oh my god this relates to that. I know but this is what I wanted my conversations to be like you know because I myself want to learn more about Japanese culture and it's like so much more interesting to hear from you with your perspective. Like, I appreciate it though I appreciate your time and I hope you're um you're enjoying and get out of quarantine soon. Yeah, thank you so much. And like again, right. thanks for taking interest in Japanese culture. I really <laughs> Absolutely. It. All right, you take care. Yeah, have a nice Bye. day. Bye.